This is About Men Radio. It's not about all men, just us men. Chris, Pedro, how long has it been since we've done one of these shows? It's been about a year. We did like a one-shot thing, remember? We did, I think we did something for Mother's Day back in last May. So it's about 10 months. So, you know, we're doing like an annual podcast, right? Right, right. Well, this this may be a part of our farewell tour. It's kind of hard to tell, you know. <laughs> yeah, oh, too, too soon? Too soon? Yeah, it might be a farewell for everyone, <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. You know what? The thinking behind this show was that... Please tell me. Especially in times like this, you got to laugh, right? Oh, you got... Otherwise, you'd be crying. Yes, you'll be crying. So, you know what? Chris is over there in the backwoods of God knows where, hunting bears and stuff, chopping his wood, so to speak. Of course, that's not a euphemism. That's not a euphemism of anything. And I'm, you know, I'm here stuck in my palatial apartment in New York City. It's not a penthouse, but it's palatial, right? Oh, it is. is 600 square feet? That's palatial. (laughs) (laughs) You're in the West Wing right now. I'm in the West Wing right now. Yes. Yeah. I'm 400 square feet, actually. But, you know, you know, New Yorkers like to brag. (laughs) So we figured, you know what, we might as well just have a goof, have a conversation, tell people how we're doing, find out how y'all are doing, if there's anyone actually listening to this. Is there anyone I, listening to this? Uh, mom, mom gave up a long time ago. I'm sure she did. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, she, she did. God she, bless her. She lasted the longest. I don't even listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped after the second or third episode. So it's like, yeah, all right. whatever, whatever. Let me tell you something. Being trapped inside your house... Like I, I, you know, you, you can attest to this, man. I got my yayas out a long time ago, right? Mm-hmm. Totally like going out, getting crazy, doing all sorts Party, of stuff. Yep. Party and the whole nine yards. And I become sort of a homebody, mm-hmm. but I don't like being a homebody when somebody tells me I need to be a homebody. I see. That's the thing. It's like you're permanently grounded right now. Exactly. Like I've done something wrong just by breathing. I've done something wrong. Well, it goes without saying that you've done something wrong. (laughs) Yeah, please. More than likely, I have done something wrong. But it's it's frustrating because you're being told, don't leave, stay home. And what that does, and anyone who's listened to the show know that I suffer from anxiety, you suffered from it. Mm -hmm. And it starts the little like darkness, like flickering in the background like oh you can't go outside if you go outside you're gonna die well you know what i mean well the other thing is and you and i are both cut from the same cloth and that is tell me something i can't do and then of course that's exactly what i'm gonna do absolutely right you can't tell me you're not the boss of me you're not my dad right Mm -hmm. so like there's that first trigger right there right don't tell me what to do correct and then as you say there's that trigger for the for the anxiety because it's like i mean i'll give you for instance I was out, this is actually before the shit really hit the fan, about two weeks ago, and we were looking for a freezer. And we were we went to like nine different stores, no exaggeration, to try to find some place that still had them in stock. And everywhere I went, I felt exposed. I, mean, I felt like I was walking around naked, practically. Yeah, yeah. I, again. 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 Yeah. Again. I you saw know. that one coming. Yeah, I Hello! <laughs> Rim shot. Hello! <laughs> yeah, I do, you do get accustomed to being tased by security at Home Depot. <laughs> of course, you know? <laughs> You're starting to like it. That's the scary part. <laughs> Thank you. That's but the thing the is, it's like, it's, it's weird being out when and everybody's got this sort of look of anxiety and fear etched on their faces. And it's not just simply because I'm there, you know, that's a whole right, separate no, conversation. Right. That's, that's the usual. 
it's a weird sensation to be in that circumstance. And I, I was listening to a podcast today that we're saying, it was like, we're living in one of these apocalyptic dystopian movies. We've seen Correct. this script yeah. before, right? We are. The Rise yeah, of the Zombies, absolutely. you know? Yeah. Absolutely. People are going to sell each other out and, uh, you know, start selling body parts and things like that, you know, hoarding food. Every n- evil, nasty trait will be displayed. You'll have a leader who's going to destroy us from the top. Oh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Anyway. Okay. All right. But, but riddle me this. Yeah. What is with the toilet paper? I don't understand this, bro. I'm seriously, I don't understand the toilet paper thing. It's not like toilet paper is going to go away. And for fuck's sake, there's a goddamn shower right next to you. Wash your fucking ass. Wash your ass. You drop a deuce. And you get in the shower. What's the problem? I mean, it's good enough for the French. They got a bidet. A bidet. Oh, a bidet. A bidet. A bidet. A bidet. Yeah, a bidet. There you go. I want to get one of those things. Really? Because have you ever seen, have you ever actually looked at these high-end toilets? I can't say I have. No. You can't say you have. No. I, you know, that's a thing. Okay. Right. It's a okay. thing. Okay. Don't kink shame me. <laughs> Don't kink shame me. I'm, I'm okay? plumbing, plumbing shame you. Yes, exactly. You're plumbing shaming me. Actually, before this nightmare, I was actually looking into that. I mean, we live in our uh, 200 square foot apartment here. <laughs> Shrinking by the minute. At palatial estates here. And, you know, we don't have room for a bidet. It's not like we're on the Upper West Side in this, you know, grand fucking apartment. But they sell these things where you can add it to your toilet. And it blasts a jet of water right in your bunghole. Whoa. Right? I, doesn't that sound great? I just you use a public it? public fountain, you know. Use of water. Oh man, it's, I can't top that. The, the, the acrobatics to like hold down the handle. Yeah. It's, it's really something. Yeah, exactly, I tell you. exactly. And then you stare directly in somebody's <laughs> eye, right? Like, yeah, dare me. Yeah, that's well, what let's I'm see. doing. This was six minutes in, and it's already gone. To all hell. right, we're, we're doing <laughs> caca jokes now. Wow, look at this. But no, all joking aside, I had looked into these things. I mean, obviously they're more sanitary, but then you got the flip side where it wastes more water. But bottom line is, I was going to get one of these things. But then I looked and I was like, uh, you know, if I really drop a messy one, I can just get in the shower. You know what I mean? Doesn't that make sense? Well, it, it does make sense. And so actually speaking of showers, I have a question. Is it okay now to take showers? Because I've just been simply washing my hands. That's, yes, that's all I've been that's doing. Just your hands. Just my that's hands. That's why... That's why people are staying six feet away from you. Right? Hey, listen, I'm a gold medalist social distancing champion. Nice. Thank you. Nice. Thank you very very much. nice. Very nice. No, but speaking of social distancing here in New York City, you've got the classic social distancing routine of New Yorkers. Like, get the fuck away from it. Right. Thank you. Right. You'll hear people screaming. I'm not even joking. You'll hear people screaming because one thing about New Yorkers, they claim that they hate breaking people's personal space. You ever hear that? Like, oh, you know, don't get too close to a New Yorker, blah, 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 because of the personal, or Americans in general. Right. But that's so much bullshit. In New York, there's 20 million people in New York. Where the fuck are you going to go? Right. Where are you going to go? So people are used to six feet. They think six feet is two feet. So then you have people who are like walking too close to you, and then the other person gets freaked out because, let me tell you, People are this close to get to losing their fucking minds. I am like seriously this close to losing my mind. Well, seriously, there was a, there was a story in the New York Post the other day. There were two patients at a hospital. I think it might've been in Queens. Woman was like 85 and this guy was like in his thirties 
And apparently they got into some beef and he pushed her, he shoved her. She fell, I don't know, cracked her head. She died. And apparently it was some dispute about she wasn't keeping his her, her distance from him. So it's wow. like, you know, I mean, like, yeah, tempers are short, patience is running out. And I mean, not for nothing, but we're only in like really week two or three of this, uh, you know, self-isolation thing. So what are we going to be doing when it's like, you know, June or July and the weather is hot and tempers ordinarily run run short to begin with? Oh, please. It's going to be fucking blood in the streets. It'll be blood in the streets. It'll be chaos. No, honestly, I think, I think people are going to start getting used to this routine. I mm-hmm. honestly think- at some point, and maybe this is just wishful thinking on my part, but cooler heads will prevail. I, I, I know we don't like to talk politics here, and I'm not going to, but what I'm going to say is just get your information from a reputable source. Because I know for a fact that my information sources for what's going on with the coronavirus is helping me deal with my anxiety. When I know that I'm getting facts, not craziness, not weirdness, not embellishments, not bullshit, Mm -hmm. it helps with the anxiety. I can deal with the fact that a lot of people are going to die, unfortunately. I can deal with that. It's scary as hell. But if someone lays it out for me and tells me, This is what we're doing to try to help that. This is what we're doing to mitigate that fact. That will calm the beasts. You know what I mean? Well, because it's funny. I was just going to ask you, in fact, how you are coping. Like, what coping mechanisms are you relying on? Like, what steps do you take to soothe your anxieties? And obviously, one of them is to get your information from a reliable source, which I think that's that's really a smart idea. I mean, for instance, listeners could tuned to this show for legitimate information about of course bid- yeah we've got about uh, you know plumbing and did, bid- bidets didn't you yeah of course didn't you hear the dramatic music at the top Come i on. did i did that so that means we're serious people here. we are we are authoritative sources of course we are of course we are but you um, so what else, bidets, what else? Uh, uh, bidet, bidets yeah bidets, bidets. You, yes. you're mispronouncing it bunghole cleaners <laughs> thank you <laughs> trademark that's an that's the American <laughs> trademark. That's the American way we say bidets. But what what else are you doing though to keep your uh, anxieties at bay? I'm actually trying to teach myself stuff. Like you know, oh cool. I'm, I'm a uh, I've been an engineer, a recording engineer, for a long time. Obviously, I do podcasts now. So sometimes that part of the equation, the actual nuts and bolts, which I actually like, I like making things. So I'm just teaching myself new tips, new tricks, trying to learn stuff. I mentioned on uh, Pop Tech Jam that I've been trying to write music for like interstitial music and stuff for mm-hmm. the different shows because it I'd have to pay licensing fees for that stuff. And I want to save a little money considering a lot of my clients put their jobs on hold and stuff like that. So any little bit of money I can save. So, you know, doing music again, which I hadn't done in ages. Right. But you're tapping, the idea is you're tapping your creative self. Correct. Yeah. And that, that's soothing. That actually helps reading. I watch a lot of television, but I won't sit there and binge for 24 hours, which is a real possibility, man, especially when they start just keep playing the shows. (laughs) Like, yeah, you know, and then nine hours later, are you still watching? (laughs) Are you still alive? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Bitch. Yes. I'm watching. Shut up. Should we we call (laughs) nine (laughs) one one? Exactly. Has your heart stopped? (laughs) Place hand on chest. And 
ironically, I'm just trying to keep myself busy. The busier I am, the less reflective I get mm. and the less anxious I get. How, how are you doing about like, you know, food and snacking and uh, that sort of stuff? Oh, please. Are you kidding me, man? I've packed <laughs> on so many pounds. It's like, please, I'm not even, I can see my, my head getting rounder. It's like a fucking, <laughs> it's like, I'm looking at my head right now, man. looks like I, I got a fucking oxygen. I got like a, I got to climb it. It's so big. I had a big head to begin with. Jesus. But, but, but you know what? I'm not even going to worry about it. But it's you still look black. marvelous. Thank you. Marvelous, De- marvelous. Devastating, devastatingly handsome. What other way there to be? Hey. Ooh. Hey. Hey. Oh. Know what I mean? Hey. We still have to do an entire podcast. Thank like you. Just, just Seriously. Noises <laughs> like that. Mouth, <laughs> mouth noises. Yes, exactly. Now, I hear you, though. For me, one of the things is diving into the news in increments or not immersing myself in it. You know, like... I'll be selective about what I'll read. I'll read the top line stuff, some deep stuff, but I won't be sort of mainlining it if I can avoid right. it, you know? I'm actually trying to read stories or news about other things. Obviously, there's not that much. No, there's not. But I'm, I'm trying. I read a fascinating story that I didn't really know about, about this guy called, the, what is it, the Grim Sleeper Killer? Oh, yeah. 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 It was in the New York Times. I don't know. Some young guy wrote it. I don't really? remember who. Some young Turk? Yeah. Some young Turk <laughs> wrote it. It wasn't bad. It wasn't okay. bad. He's got, he's got a future. <laughs> he's got a future. He's got a future. But what it does is it takes me down a rabbit hole because, you know, you start clicking and it's like, holy crap, I didn't know about this guy. And then you start right. clicking and, you know, meanwhile, I'm on, you know, a, a website about all the serial killers <laughs> in history. Then you got to reevaluate. It's like, what the hell am I doing? Why? Why am I doing this? Uh, hello, darkness, my old friend. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But, but that's the point. Like, and also last night, I'm on Twitter. This is not a joke. I'm on Twitter and I see this link with a picture of Andrew Cuomo, mm. who's been doing a stellar job, I must admit, oh, uh, along is, with some other governors. Is, is this going where I think it's going? Yes, it's going where you think it's going. <laughs> yes, okay. absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Because it freaked me out. Do you understand what I mean? It completely freaked me out. And you got to go a long way to freak me out. Okay, but we should we should clue in listeners here about what we're no, talking no, about. No, 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 no. I'm gonna let them. I'm gonna let them stew for a little bit. Okay, because they should be following me on Twitter, <laughs> right? If they don't know, if you know, you know. But if you don't, I, I it's think, on you. I, right? But I, I think we got just two words. Okay, nipple ring. There you go. Nipple That's ring. All. That's all. There was surmising in this Twitter thread about Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York. He's been governor for about 117 years, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It's been forever since I was like six. He right? came off the Mayflower and he was governor. I swear to God, there's been a Cuomo governor since forever, right? And like, you know, let's <laughs> roll him out like fucking Sazich. Like, here's another Cuomo for you. Put him in Albany. And they were surmising that he wears a nipple ring because when he wears those really tight polo shirts mm-hmm. and stuff, when he's in the crisis zone, which he's wont to do, short sleeve usually to show off the guns, Right. He's got like what looks like a nipple ring, like a bar going through his nipples. There's like two, three bumps there. So I was like, yeah, you know, maybe I don't want to read the rest of this thread, but of course I do. Oh, of course you can. I mean, come yeah, on. Of course. Come on. They go down, they have s- separate pictures and people are like doing NCIS crap and zooming in and enhancing and all sorts of crap. And then at one point they called him the crisis zaddy. And I was like, yeah, okay. 
Now, <laughs> now time to go to bed. I'm seriously out of here, man. I am so seriously out of here. There was also a theory that he has three nipples on one side. So, you know. Okay. Can, can and, I show you my piercings? No, no, thank you. you sure? Because I'm sure you have uh, the Prince Albert, and I really don't want to <laughs> deal with that. And if you don't know what a Prince Albert is, look it up while we're Google on Wikipedia. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Look it up while we're on in Wikipedia. But anyway, I try to occupy myself with as much positive input as possible to keep the anxiety at bay. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I can sometimes go through spasms of darkness and anxiety. I think, I think what you said though is absolutely critical about keeping yourself busy. I mean, for me. I have cleaned out one shed, three dressers, a file cabinet. I just got finished painting one of my son's bedrooms. Right. And I've got like multiple other projects ahead of me because it's like, okay, I can immerse myself in that, play a podcast to listen to. Not that there's anything worth listening to apart from AMR, of course. Of but, course. You know, and PTJ. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But the idea is, like you said, to keep yourself busy because the thing is like, it's easy to get overwhelmed and it's easy for those dark clouds to, to form. You know, something simple, and I don't know, you know, here in the backwoods, it's easier for me just to simply go out for a walk. I don't have the cops hassling me or asking me where I'm going. Mm -hmm. I think New York City is a little bit more in a lockdown situation. I mean, we're I, my county is in a lockdown, but I can go for a walk. And, you know, so just getting some sunshine, getting some air is also just helpful. And also recognizing, frankly, that we're all in this together. You and I and the posse have had video chats. I FaceTime with, uh, have a chat with my folks. So, you know, staying connected, being in touch with people, emailing old friends who I haven't talked to in a while. Yeah. I think all of that is a, a helpful way to keep yourself grounded, keep yourself connected, and just take your mind off of things. Because, you know, this is a marathon, folks. It's not a sprint. It's definitely a marathon. And you know what? If you run out of projects, do something creative. Start painting, start drawing. Yeah. Start writing, do something. Right. Keep your, keep your brain active because that's, like I said, you know, when you sit there and the thoughts start flooding in, that's when the problems start, at least for me, you know, that's when the problems start. That's when you say, yeah, you know what? I just want to go to sleep. You know what I mean? Ah, why do I need to wake up? Ah, you know, showering. Why do I need to shower? I mean, let's be honest, you know, people who are prone to depression or anxiety to begin with, they're going to be struggling with this. Hell you yeah. know, I mean, absolutely. I, first of all, I mean, I don't even know, you know, access to your, your doctors, your mental health professionals, even getting prescriptions. All of that is now proving to be more of a challenge. I mean, obviously there's telemedicine and things like that, but it's not that whole sort of infrastructure has been upended. So it's harder for people to access that kind of kind of help. And the whole thing about like self-care, I mean, I know for macho guys like you and I, self-care is like, you know, for others. But I really think there is something to be said about that. Wow, you said that with a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> macho guys like us. <laughs> King is most macho. <laughs> well, I mean, for me, working out is like, is my way to keep myself even. Like I'm working from home. I've now actually added a, a sixth day of to my workouts, which is, which is great. The days actually I don't work out like today, I find myself to be a little bit sort of drag ass, a little cranky, but yeah. you know, it's also important to rest, eat right, get, a, get enough sleep. All those things that are true in the ordinary times Absolutely. are doubly true now. I haven't really worked out regularly since my job schedule changed. I've mm -hmm. been working from home. I've been WFHing for hey, three watch your years mouth. now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for three years now. Then because my schedule is so volatile, it's easy to find excuses not to exercise. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing that. Mm -hmm. I've been totally like, eh, no, you know, 
it's easier to make excuses. And then that also fosters the anxiety. It fosters the depression side and the anxiety because right. on the one side you're saying, God, I look horrible. I look disgusting. And then on the other side is, oh my God, I'm going to die because I'm overweight and COVID's going to get me. Yeah. So you know I'm, I mean? I'm going to find solace in this two pound bag of M&Ms. Correct. That's exactly right. <laughs> and and thank you for being nice because it's five pounds, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. You're being diplomatic. We'll split the difference. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Very nice. No, it's, it's, to your point, though, we say this all the time, annually, on our annual podcast, <laughs> right. on our annual episode. Our, you know, fuck that. People do a podcast once a week. Psh, we're so cool. We do it once that's a right, year. That's right. Please. Please. No, but we say this a lot. It's like, we're guys, and we're guys of a certain age, mm -hmm. and we know, we know that this is not what we were told to do when we were growing up, right? Oh, no, definitely you, not. You man up, you cowboy up, you don't say anything. You know, no one can see that you're scared. No one can see that you're anxious. Don't let them see you sweat, all that shit. My boy, luckily, and your boys, luckily don't have to deal with that crap, but we have to deal with that crap. Yeah. And it was drilled into us, especially for me. My dad was super macho. I mean, you know this. Oh, yeah. And yep. as an aside, I realize that I haven't had a haircut in like a month. And my hair is exactly like my dad's right now. Exactly. So then you got that freaking me out, right? You wake up and you stumble into the bathroom <laughs> at two in the morning to take that annoying middle of the night leak because you're 50 plus now. And, you know, you just can't hold it. You know what I mean? And then you open your eyes and your dad's staring right at you. <laughs> and like, when the fuck did this happen? But that, all that, all that, that whole machismo trip, deal with it, man. Accept it. Don't be a dick because that's what ends up making you try to take the easy way out. Well, okay? the thing is, because you're right, you, you touch on the thing, the, the two primary roles that we view ourselves as a protector and provider, right? Correct. Yeah. So we want to keep our family safe and secure. We want to make sure there's a roof over their head, food on the table, all of that right. sort of stuff. And in this environment where everything is like just shaken like a snow globe, everything is turned upside down. You're running in place to try to catch up with all those events and it's, and then make room for your own anxieties, Correct. you know, your own personal anxieties about how am I fulfilling this role? Am I not? And then trying to keep a straight face about it and, you know, keep all that to yourself. And it's like, no, it's not, that's not a healthy thing. You got to, you got to talk that stuff out. You have to talk that stuff out, but it also makes me understand the mentality of guys. And I'm specifically saying guys mm -hmm. going out and buying a gun to protect their family. It's a fucking microbe. What are you going to shoot the fucking thing? <laughs> but you said it. You said it perfectly the other day, too. You said, I don't mean to get the, the your words wrong, but you said something that you're used to, or us, men, guys, dads, we're used to being able to protect our family from stuff we can see, yeah, from stuff right. that we can understand, stuff that we can wrap our brain around. There's some iffy looking dude walking towards us. There's a bad guy trying to break into the house, whatever. But how the fuck are we going to protect our family oh, from a virus? Right. Yeah, this is the comparison I was making was like, you know, the first time your kid goes out driving by him or herself, right? right, right. And you could tell them, hey, if you're feeling tired, 
if you're stuck by the side of the road, if you've had too much to drink at the party, call me. I can be there. No questions asked. No problem. But you can't say to your kid, hey, if you see a virus, call me. Right. Right. And and, and that's the thing, you know, that's that's the freaky thing about this. I mean, you know, we've got gloves and we're very minimized, very minimal trips out supermarket and, you know, to get the mail. And that's it. Really. No, no, no extravagant trips. But it's the idea that no matter what precautions you take, you still fear you could bring in some invisible enemy to your home. Correct. And that is, you know, as you say, like you can identify a bad guy, you can identify some crazy guy or some ne'er-do-well on the street or somebody who's acting out and you can just walk to the other side of the street or whatever. And it's so random and it's young people. It's, mm-hmm. it's you know, young and old and, you know, all nationalities. It doesn't discriminate. No. So it's definitely playing havoc with my anxieties, but I'm trying to keep it, trying and to keep it you're e- doing even keel. Yeah, you're keeping it even keel and you're talking about it. And again, this show, the, the, you know, I know we crank out episodes by the hundreds, but this show, and you know, there's like six people, if we're lucky, are going to hear this, <laughs> right? Six people are going to hear this. Our farewell, our farewell, farewell tour. Uh, yeah, our farewell tour for what? We've been farewelling for how long now? <laughs> we come back, we do this whenever the fuck we feel like it. Right, so deal with it, it people. Yeah. All right, you know what? Deal with it. It's like, we're like a British TV show. They do six episodes and then they go away for 18 months and then they do six more. We're like the Sherlock of podcasts. That is exactly right? what we are. Right? We're the Sherlock of podcasts without the classy accents. Or and, the bidets. And the bidets and the smartness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apart from that, it's exactly Apart the same. Apart from that, it's exactly the same thing. The accent exactly. and everything. I want to be Watson. You'll be Sherlock. Now, what's the, what's the name of the uh, Moriarty, right? He's Moriarty, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's an evil guy. I used to love reading Sherlock Holmes stories. Man. Really? Oh, dude, yeah. I have a whole, I used to have, I don't know if I still have it. I have this giant like coffee table book of all the stories. The thing's like 400 pounds. Love them stories. Love them. I don't know why, but I do. Benedict Cumberbatch was, uh, was a, played, he was, I thought he was great in the early Sherlock series, but at, at the later seasons sort of left me going like, eh. After the first season, to be blunt, and the first season, mind you, again, we're talking a British show. Right. So it was three episodes. Right. Granted, they were movie length, but they were three episodes. They were great. The first season was great. But then, yeah, like, the first season was... was great. The other ones were like, okay, I get it. Yeah. I get it. But, you Listen. know, when they, how many times can you bring them back from the dead? You exactly. I mean? That's the it's thing. Like, okay. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and if he spoiled it for you, psh, I don't care. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. Gonna, I, from, from now on, I'm not going to apologize for spoiling shit for people. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not. And I'm pretty sure Benedict Cumberbatch also has nipple rings. Oh, please. He's got a Prince Albert. I know he's got a Prince Albert. (laughs) In a can? Yeah. yeah. He's got a Prince Albert. Trust me. Trust me. Don't ask me how I know this. (laughs) Just trust me. Okay. How are we totally out of the zone here that we're talking about? (laughs) Are we talking about- Benjamin Humperdinck's- By the way, I'm watching an old TV series that features his mother. Yeah, from 50 years ago, Wanda Ventham in a TV series called UFO. Wow. From 1970s. Yeah, 1970s. Hold on a second. Yeah. Hold on a second. Do you mean her married name was Wanda Cumberbatch? I guess so. I only know her as Wanda Ventham. V-E-N-T-H-A-M. Yeah. Wanda Cumberbatch. Yeah, that's kind of rough. That is a real British name. That's yeah. like the ultimate British name. It's just well, missing like the, the third after yeah, it. You know. ben- Benedict Cumberbatch, I think, is probably the most British name. Hasn't Ever. he been knighted? Shouldn't he be sir? Shouldn't we be referring uh, no, to him? No, I don't like, think he's been knighted he, yet. He's not? 
you know, it's something like Sir Benedict Percy Cumberbatch, <laughs> right? Or Shelley. There's got to be a Shelley or a Percy in there somewhere. The third. The third. <laughs> I do enjoy his oeuvre, though. I'm out of here. Yeah, you're done? <laughs> I'm done. You're done? We're, we're done. <laughs> That's the way we end the show. That's the way I like to end the show with Chris. Vis-a-vis. <laughs> ah, Pedro pushing my buttons. Yes, yes, indeed. Why should we change now? Why should anything change? I'm not even going to promise that we're going to do another one of these because who knows when we're going to anyway, do it. You right? know, who, yeah. I mean, but you know, the thing is, I would be curious though to hear from people about how they are coping and, and <laughs> sincerely. You are a half full kind of guy. <laughs> the, the assumption that anyone is going to be listening to this. Uh, hello, is this thing on? <laughs> Testing. Test, test. <laughs> is, is there a, a podcast list for the least listened to podcast? <laughs> Is it possible that nobody actually listened, not even you and me? I'm pretty sure I saw on, on BuzzFeed, you know, podcasts you shouldn't listen to. I think we were rated number one. <laughs> no, man. Do you remember when we first did the, the first episode, the first week we put it out? The first three, the first three reviews we got were like, these fucking assholes. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of knuckleheads. And I was like, they get it. Yes. <laughs> they get they, it. We're on brand. Hooray. We're totally on brand. I love it. Um, anyway, you were saying. No, I do actually, that- you know, it all, all kidding aside, I, I do sincerely <laughs> hope people are holding up okay, that they're, they're doing well, that they're hopefully with their loved ones, uh, coping as best they can. We do really wish them well. And we- You're going to fucking thank them, aren't you? You're going to thank them. (laughs) You're going to thank them. All two of them. Yes, all two of them. And then both of them are me and you. (laughs) Well, I'd like to thank you for this. This is what they call a micro podcast. It's just one giant ego stroke for us. Of course, of course it is. All kinds of stroking. Yeah. Listen, I heard some interesting news and I Mm. think I'm going to file this under that category. There's a huge bump in kids' podcasts. So I'm going to mark this one as a kid podcast. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. Okay. Yeah, dropping yeah. a deuce in a, in a bidet. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Prince Albert. Hey, nice. Come on. Nice. Are you kidding me? I think it's perfect. Kids <laughs> kids like kids like toilet jokes, right? This is great. A, a brilliant marketing. Me? Yeah. My kid, you tell a fart joke and he's like falling down. Well, fart jokes are never not funny. Can we just make, can I make that clear, this is please? True. This is okay. true. Okay. Uh, all right. Do me a favor. Just yeah. thank the people already. All right. So well, we can get the hell out of here. <laughs> I've got to go over to the East Wing now. <laughs> the East Wing. Yes. The East Wing. I'm in the okay. West Wing now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we want to thank you for listening, folks. You've been a great audience. All thank you very much. <laughs> all two of you. Take good care of yourselves. God bless. God bless.